with ModHop.com founder Jake Redman and travel junkie Anthony Ryan. Have you seen this uh, commercial for Best Western Elite becoming a Best Western Elite member? No, I have not. I think it's a, some sp- spring promotion they have. But this woman is she hands a, over her Elite card to the desk person and uh, then is transported to this magical land where everything is. It's supposed to be like this dream sequence, but she gets like a, a, one of those goofy gifts you get. It's like usually like a bottle of water or something like that. She's really excited, and then she does this twirl in front of like the airport shuttle van, like all this really normal basic stuff you get from a hotel and they're selling that as like the elite this is what you get as See, a they're, best they're western elite playing with our heads they're trying to make normal like, lowering, our, lowering our standards yeah well they're doing that all over the place but it's like this is just like if you ha- if you watch it you're like oh yeah if you because you don't think about stuff when you're watching it's kind of like all these benefits and she gets like a free juice <laughs> it's like okay see now we're gonna have to be like just happy to get juice yeah that's they're making that connection that's for gonna us. be on the chart next to like gold status juice yeah <laughs> so that's One what person that's what we you know that's what we got to look forward to as an elite uh so hold on i lost my page um i, I got news for this week you want to hear it Okay, fine. All right, Sun Country's back in the news. Uh, the Minnesota-based airline is again changing course on their quest to become more of a low-cost carrier. Yay! All right. Most importantly, they've decided that they will eliminate first-class seating. Boo. Previously, the plan was to just reduce the number of seats up front. Instead, they're going to add their version of premium economy, which is simply an economy seat with 34 inches of pitch and a couple free drinks. Uh so, economy and a little bit of free booze. Further back is going to be extra legroom with uh, the formerly normal 32 inches of pitch. And their way back seating will offer an oppressive 29 to 30 inches of pitch. They're just squeezing you in the tail there. Yeah, I call that spirit class. At one time, I flew Sun Country a lot because of their first class. Uh, the offering to Minneapolis was great. It's no fault of the airline, obviously, but I move further from JFK and closer to Newark Airport, which they don't serve. So it's a bummer all around for people like me. I guess it's just business. What kind of, uh, what is the smallest seat size you've seen in your travels? I think 29 inches is probably of seat pitch, which is basically the back of the seat to the uh, back of the seat in front of you, like the where your, your back is, not the back of the seat. How do I explain that? The front of the back. Yes, yes. Yeah, the front of the back of the, that seat to the front of the back, or the back of the back of the other seat. Yeah. Does that make any sense? No, yeah. You know what I'm talking about, get, right? From your, your back to your knees, essentially. Yeah. That, there's that there's a better way to describe that, I'm sure. But I'm glad you get it. Uh, have you ever arrived at one of those remote stands and had to wait for a bus to shuttle you to the terminal? Well, I know I haven't. Well, if your answer was yes, you would know that it takes way longer than just climbing up the slight angle of the jetway to your arrival gate. If you end up at one of these remote stands on a select British Airways flight to Heathrow and are flying in first, you may get to ride in a first-only coach with a service they're calling, they're trialing, I should say, first off first. The airline says the goal is to get their upfront passengers from seat to terminal in 90 seconds. Oh, that's nice. What is this, McDonald's circa 1990? Have you Five. never been on one of those buses? You've flown overseas, especially in Asia. It happens all the time where you get off the plane in the middle of the... No, you're the right. You like those propeller... Je- the propeller... The prop Yeah, and you, get to go, you go down the stairs and get on one of those buses, and for some reason, they've parked as far away from the terminal as they could 
yeah. possibly be. So you go on this long bus ride. This must be, if it's going to take 90 seats, uh, ninety seconds from seat to terminal, it must be pretty close to the terminal. So, or they're pretty fast. Yeah, you're really fast. Maybe they've got a fast track to the terminal. Uh, the airline says it's still only a trial. It has been very well received. Roughly 9% of all inbound BA flights end up at remote posts. Wasn't that a thing, by the way? In the in the nineties, McDonald's they said they would get your food from the order to you in like a certain amount of time. There, there used to be like a timer. Do you remember that? It could be. I wonder if the if you could throw that off though by ordering something without pickles. Because if that's one thing that I I learned a long time ago is if you order like a McDonald's burger without pickles. Um, and that was probably the last time I ate at McDonald's like years and years ago. But um, they have to make it fresh because all the heat lamp burgers have pickles on them. Interesting. Because it's, it's part of the recipe. So if you want to, so it fresh, takes longer to not have to have less ingredients, basically. Yeah, basically. But it's just pickles. Bring your own pickles. Yeah, BYOP. Ever heard of it? Now this is the most useful list I've found on the internet in recent weeks. Our pals at USA Today did the legwork in putting together a list of U.S. airports with budget airlines flying to Europe. Some that might be surprising are to or from alternate airports like Newburgh Stewart outside of New York Metro. Norwegian Airlines departs to a few spots from there, including Dublin, Ireland, and Bergen, Norway. Level Airlines has flights from Newark to Paris Orly. That's good to know. And if uh, you're in the San Francisco air, uh, airport, if you're in San Francisco and fly from SFO, you can fly in French B, B-E-E, also to Orly. Now, uh, what's the airline that flies from Newark to Orly? Uh, that's called Level Airlines. Interesting. Yeah, they're. I've never heard of such an airline. They're relatively new. Now, how far is Orly from city center as opposed to Charles de Gaulle? Like thirteen hours. Thirteen hours. No, I just made that up. I think it's probably like an hour. Let me Google that. <laughs> uh, there are a ton more from airports all over the U.S. The list is worth saving or even printing. Print it. I think I'll put links to that and all these stories below the podcast at modhop.com. Nice. I think I've been back from LA for like a couple of weeks now, so I don't really remember. I didn't do anything there. I was there for maybe a day. Not worth reporting then? Nah, you know, I flew. What were you doing? You know what? I flew Delta on the way out there, and because it's a daytime flight, and this is how I like to do it um, if I can find a cheap first class fare out there where there's a connection, and sometimes there is, if, you know, if you're going to pay say $300 for a trip out there and the upgrade's $200, it's going to cost you $500. So if you can find that or cheaper with a connection, why not just do that? And just you're guaranteed the first class on both legs. If you time it right, you get breakfast and lunch. So I'm wow. trying to maximize, maximize the value. So you, so you get the first flight out of New York. I stopped in Minneapolis and then uh, got breakfast and lunch. And well, you do know how us radio people are with free food. So. Yeah, <laughs> that's really all we're after. And it's hardly free, but uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but that's how I did it. Really good experience on Delta that day. It was uh, I guess it's not really an anomaly with Delta. They're not my least favorite airline. It would be if it were, say, United, at least in my experience. Um but had a really good flight out there. And then I flew what was left of Virgin America. Virgin America is technically gone. It's now Alaska Airlines. But they're using up all of the cups and plates. And like they're just trying to, it seems like they're just trying to finish up <laughs> Virgin America. The problem was that I upgraded, and it's actually now a cheaper upgrade to their, what was the, I think, main cabin extra? What did they call it? It's just called premium seating now. The exit rows and the bulkhead row, which have tons of extra legroom uh, and free food. 
which is great using their former, it's still called red, but you know, that'll be eliminated as they refurbish the planes with the Alaska Airlines uh, interiors. But um, it seems like the breakfast offering there was limited. It seems, I don't know if the catering, if they're just, I don't know if they're using up all the food in the kitchen and just putting, but they didn't have any breakfast stuff. Which was weird. It was a 6.30 a.m. flight, and all they had was a, was a cheese plate, like a veggie wrap. Don't they know yeah. that's the most important meal of the day? Uh, clearly not. But That's why they're going out of business. Hard to complain. It was a $99 upgrade, and I was happy to pay it because um, I knew that the, the legroom was worth it. And I, I like the food on demand oh, yes. service, yes. which is nice. Um, and then you get free movies and all that kind of stuff, too. So the service is very much the same as it was still as they transition, like Virgin America. It's really just the announcements and the Alaska Airlines credit card push. Of course. But Alaska is not a bad airline. It's just not that cool, you know, hip yeah, uh, Virgin America vibe. Yeah, Virgin America did have the, like that cool uh, purplish look but inside. I, I've probably talked about it before too, though. But you know, a few years in, like when they first launched, that was like amazing. It was kind of like, oh wow, wow, this is kind of a club in the sky. It's very chic. It's very posh. But in the in the interim, or what happened since then, was that every other airline introduced lie flat seating. The you know. On their transcon routes, that really now Virgin America sort of was sort of lagging behind. I liked Virgin though when I flew it, even despite having other competitors catch up in a way, because it's just still you know it it still had that like T-Mobile style effort. Like yeah, there's they're, a they're there's trailblazers. Def- there's definitely a vibe to it, and I really did like the in-seat ordering. I don't think that uh, airlines will ever adopt it um, across the board because. It's kind of inefficient for the uh, for the flight attendants. True, it is hard um, to get through. It's hard to get through the or sort out the drink service. Although they seem to have it down. Well, if movie theaters can do it, can they? Maybe, maybe one. Yeah, the the AMC uh, dine-in theaters. I haven't seen a movie in years. <laughs> well, you got to check one of those out. Do they have I those mean, here? They do. Oh, okay, I have to go. Yeah, there's to a there's movie. the one in uh, Jersey City. I believe. This is what happens when you have little kids. You don't go anywhere. <laughs> Well, they'll experience... Except to the park. I spent a lot of time in the park. they 4D, probably, when they're older. Like total immersion. Yeah, seriously. Holodeck. No one will be living their real life real anymore. Life. So you're going to hang out for just a bit. You're going to Montreal today. Yes, yes. We are leaving shortly, and we'll be driving. Well, you're you're driving up. How many people are going? We have a lot of people. We have uh, a group of 10 adults, two children. That's way too many people. It is way too many, you especially got a, with two bathrooms. You should have so. got, got a, like a party bus. Yeah, right? That would have been nice. So for if you're going alone, I, I see the value in flying up to Montreal from New York just because it's a little, you know, it's easier than driving. And, you know, I like to drive. It's a beautiful drive from New York up there. But you can't, if you're driving, the pleasure is gone because you, you don't yeah. get to see the scenery. Well, I guess if you're a passenger, it's still nice. Well, yeah. But I don't, I'm usually driving, so I don't really care yeah, about the passenger. Here. Anyway, so um, the Adirondack train is another option too. Ooh, that takes a couple more hours. Yeah, it takes like ten hours to get up there. So it's a long, it's a long haul. But um, I, if I remember correctly, they have one of those uh, cars that has the the dome on it, so that especially during ah, nice. fall. Yeah, yeah. If you want to go foliage. see the colors, they see the foliage. Um, you can take that up to to Montreal and goes through the Adirondacks, and it's supposed to be beautiful. So if you're ever in the Going up to Montreal from the northeast, that's a way to do it. Or you just drive. Or... Here's a tip. Don't speed when you're in upstate New York because they'll get you. That's oh. all they got to do. They got yeah. nothing else. This is from experience? Yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, yeah. 55. What is the speed limit up that way? I don't know. 
I clearly have no idea. <laughs> uh, It'll be our second time in the last six months, so uh, probably report back with new adventures. Yeah, we'll talk about Montreal in the next. Have we talked? We've talked Montreal, haven't I we? I believe we did right after. Well, new you'll Year's have more in, of an in-depth uh, analysis of Montreal next time because you'll actually get to go out and spend. Yeah, it won't be negative ten degrees this time, so it'll be a much better look at Montreal. Uh, so. If you come into our workspace and talk about your vacation, it's likely that we're going to at least try to rope you into the podcast. That's what happened to poor Alyssa Heimrich. She was telling us about what sounds like a pretty awesome few days in and around Santa Barbara, and she's here to repeat it all. But first, Ryan's frantically pulling up Google Maps and Wikipedia to give you specs of this week's destination. The Mod Hop Podcast with Jake Redman and Anthony Ryan. Fun facts about Santa Barbara. Did you know that they take farmer's markets seriously? I did not. And you could find Spanish influence everywhere. You'd think it would just be, you know, down in San Diego. But Santa Barbara, <laughs> Spanish influence. If you if you drop in on Google Maps, no Wh- joke. Which you, we did a lot of before this right. interview. You and, and you look at just the housing. It looks looks beautiful. It, looks, it has its Spanish influence. Yeah, it's all Spanish tile. Yeah. So, Alyssa. Yes. Tell me how you got to Santa Barbara. Transportation well, wise, this is my this is my area of not expertise, but my I geek out about airplanes. Totally. So, what was your mode of transportation? Okay, do you have to know the model? Because I don't know that. No, no, that's fine. Just okay. airline. Okay. Fine. Unless unless you took like a a jalopy or <laughs> I don't know covered ro- covered wagon. <laughs> so we got in the bus and no, um, it was a United Airlines flight, which I was a little apprehensive about, but it's the cheapest. So like, and whatever. You, you live in Jersey, so yeah. you're closest. So we're gonna to go Newark, to Newark. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the thing about today's crew. It's an we're a Jersey based flight crew. Me, you, Anthony. Yep. So that's I think cool. this is a wreck. I think this is the first time we've ever have ever had just Jersey people Ooh. on the show. And I'm not a natural. I'm a Minnesota guy originally, but we all live in right. Jersey. Right. So Jersey. We've days. seen each other in the path before. In fact, do you remember that? Oh, that. <laughs> Yeah, that was one of those weird. I was sort of stumbling up the steps, like it was like glaze over my eyes, and it was a Friday, and I was just like, "Oh, hey. who are you?" <laughs> what? Yeah. So it's like when you see your teacher out of context. <laughs> like, what are, are you, you doing here? Yeah. Like the Californians. What are you doing here? <laughs> it was a uh, mirage. Um, so United Airlines. Just did you get stuck in a middle seat? Was there anything special or memorable about the? I uh, got stuck both times in the middle seat because we were in those. You know how it's like one, two, and then one, two, three. Yeah. Or actually, no. On this plane, it was three and three. I don't know. I don't travel a lot. So um, Greg got stuck with the aisle. My fiance. Mm. I made him get stuck with the aisle because he has to pee a lot. And I was like, well, if you have to get up, then I'm not gonna just go. I'm not moving for you. you yeah, because exactly. I pass right out. And this is actually the first trip we've taken together, which is funny. We've never been on a really? plane together. Mm-hmm. Do you guys do the, uh, or will you do the aisle window trick when you choose seats? What is that? Do you choose. Well, that's <laughs> that's when you are planning the trip and you you go online and you choose your seats, choose the aisle and the window. That way, no then one's going to pick that middle. In the middle. Yeah, no one's going to pick the middle seat. But if someone ends up there. So they're going to trade for whatever seat you want. No, I don't think I know how to choose my own seat. However, I do know Unless how to like. Unless you're flying basic economy, if it's if you're going lowest fare, you might be in basic economy. So, so in that case, well then, never mind. <laughs> uh, but smart shopping, I guess. <laughs> but uh, and I'm, I always wondered, like, I ca- I can't bring myself to buy the most basic affairs because I'm I'm a control freak when it comes to choosing my seat. I'll change my seat like a hundred times. Really. Before I get on the plane, okay, so kind of like I overanalyze where I'm going to sit on the airplane. So tell me your preference then. What do you prefer? I'm always an aisle. Okay, yeah. Um, but 
it, it depends too on if I'm flying with kids or not because I have two little ones. If I'm extra with, baggage, yeah. When I'm when I'm traveling with the kids, I want to be in the as far back on the plane as I can, but just far enough ahead of the restrooms because I want to sure. be just out of the longest line for the restroom. Yeah. So maybe five six rows up from the back, but close enough that if there is an emergency, like uh, one of them needs to go. Or, or a diaper change. or anything. Yeah, yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You like to, And you kind of like to be close to the galley anyway. But this isn't about me. <laughs> Sorry. So, so, so anyway, we'll move beyond the, the, the trip there. So we took and, the and plane. You got the plane. To LAX. Th- right. Then we get to LAX. We had like a two-hour layover, which was really nice because we can get a little boozed up, have some brunch. Really cool. Relax. Um, then we hop on a little plane to Santa Barbara. How big of a plane? Was it just a, an, so a tiny. jet? Or was it like a prop plane? or? I mean, I don't even know what you're saying. Oh, okay. Sorry. But um, it was a plane still, which was really cool. <laughs> it flew through the air. <laughs> got us there. Uh, I, I mean, it had to have been like only, is 24 a lot in a plane? Like it was probably only 24 It was a rows. tiny one. Yeah. Did they did they have to, you know, go out and hand start the... Uh... <laughs> Pretty I'm much. Kidding. Give it gas. Give yeah. it a little gas. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was, and it was actually so funny because I hadn't seen a flight attendant in so long, like actually do the safety precautions you know oh, how they so this, now there's like the fancy video videos yeah, and yeah. it's like oh my god how, is this our movie like what's going on and she like takes the thing and is like her 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 and then like i don't know it did was, you did you pay attention of course not no i just wonder because like that's i do you yeah i do now we have kids well i have well it's not just that it's that that because it's I don't know if I read it somewhere, but they said that they wished people would pay more attention. It was well, yeah, an article by a happens, flight attendant. Yeah, no and then know. I was there was another thing um, recently, a helicopter incident that happened on the East River here in New York, where uh, it was one of those fly on New York, hang out the, oh. the thing, and the the people paid no attention to the uh, the safety instructions, and they didn't make it. You know, <gasps> the, the pilot did because he knew how to get out of the helicopter, but the <laughs> The people who were there for the day, and you probably wouldn't think about it because, I mean, especially if you're in an airplane, it's so routine. You're so used to watching that. But, right. Um, I but, think people, like, don't pay attention to it as well because you know how flying and anxiety almost go, like, hand in hand? Mm-hmm. Yeah. People don't, like, they're already panicking half the time. I feel like people don't want to think about they anything bad out, happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. They're like, that. just give me my mimosa. I don't want to know. It's fine. Okay, this is a, the cushion's a life raft. Great. Cool. I'll jump on it. I'm done. Right. See, but now, okay, I won't get too much Let's into safety. Let's get into it. But, I, but here, the thing, I, the thing that I um, that that worries me. I I used to be a nervous flyer, but I'm not anymore. And I grew out of it, and I would ignore the safety warnings. And then that happened, and you know, now for, of, with kids. But now I'm almost fascinated by uh, security procedures. I think there's a thing that Delta does, or something that you can go and go through their flight attendant safety training. But there's a lot to it, like with the um, there's a method to count the number of seats to your nearest exit row. Mm-hmm. So now I do that. I'll count the rows. I do that. There's I do almost, note where the exits are. Yeah, I know where sure. the exits are and then how to open them because they differ from plane to plane too. And like the big doors in front could be a different procedure. Right. And there are Sometimes some planes in those middle exits where you have to take the the thing out and set right. it on the chair. And there are some where you take it out and throw it out. Right. And then some that open. So, right. So there's it's crazy how I'm different actually, some of them are. It's interesting you brought this up. I'm, I'm always fascinated. And I noticed I did this the most recent flight I took where, you know, those things that come down that you're supposed to breathe into, yeah. they, you pull it and you whatever. It's like a bop it. I gotcha. Um, I'm, I do look up and I'm like, so where exactly is this <laughs> coming from? Because 
all I'm seeing is like the annoying fan in my face and then like the PA sound, you know, like. There is a, if you look close enough, there's like a little, uh, I know where it is. I'd have to, I'd <laughs> have to point it out to you, but it, it comes, <laughs> it comes down from there. Okay. But anyway, the, did you read about that Southwest Airlines flight where uh, the woman, the poor woman got hot, sucked halfway out the window. She passed oh away God, on that yeah. flight. And so, um, Which is why I think I am a little more alert on yeah. a plane. Like. Well, and that there was a lot of social media, I guess, backlash uh, for the people who took pictures of themselves yeah. on the plane because they had the air, the oxygen masks hanging off their face. It wasn't covering their nose, like the, the flight so attendant. It says, "Cover your nose and mouth." Right. The security uh, instructions say that, and these guys just sort of have it dangling. Everyone on the plane had done it wrong, right? So clearly, people aren't paying any any attention to what they're saying. So. Um, and the, what's, the, the worst thing, I think, is when you see people who are evacuated from a plane. I think this was in the – I remember this from the Singapore Airlines flight that, that crashed on the runway in San Francisco about, I want to say, five or six years ago. Mm, okay. Um, and people were grabbing their luggage. Of course. <laughs> They're grabbing their carry-ons and stuff like that, which is just a huge mistake. You know, you're taking up time. Anyway. They're like, I got to have my toothbrush and my extra pair of underwear. <laughs> I gotta have it. I mean, it. what's in that bag? Honestly, it's a that book important? and a charger. Yeah. It's... Well, the charger. <laughs> How many I mean, chargers do you have? I think I, we brought like four. Yeah, I, you bring four because <laughs> you've bought, you've left them behind so many exactly. times that you end up plus with a eight. portable one. That's the key. Oh yeah, and the, yeah, you got to have the the plug. What do you call it? The remote charger. That thing. Anyway, so tell me about Santa Barbara. Okay, so tell- we finally got there. Yeah. I mean. You know, I've been I'm born and bred in Jersey, so I'm used to small congested spaces. So I think I was just most overwhelmed and excited about the beauty. I've never been to California, so that oh. was super exciting. And I just like, oh, it's so big, but like it's so big. I don't know. I just was like overwhelmed by the like panoramic views of mountain and gorgeousness and like the blue ocean. And it was just like, I mean, my fiance and I were pinching ourselves for like two days straight. Is that as far west as you've been? Yes. Okay. So can you compare it to anything that you have seen? Really? No, to be honest with you. Because, you know, here we have mountains and everything and I go hiking all the time and it's beautiful, but it's just not as vast. And Lord, I don't know how to, it's just crazy. Well, it's funny because I, last summer I took a trip to the Sequoia Mountains and you don't realize that about California, especially if you frequent LA right. or well, San Francisco LA, yeah. or the Bay Area. I mean, you know, there's mountains, um, but you really don't understand the, the, the openness and the, the mountainousness of California. I know. It, I really felt like we were in a painting. And I'm not kidding you. For two days, we were like, are we here? Well, is funny. this real? Yeah. And it's funny. The pictures you showed us earlier of, of Santa Barbara, or not, you didn't show us pictures, but the when we dropped in on Santa Lizard's Barbara. Mouth. Go, yeah. It looks amazing. It was. Now, tell me about the bar that you went to. Was that in Lizard's Mouth or was that? Okay. So that was on the way back. So we went and we, this is the first day, by the way. So we had been up since three in the morning. Eastern time, landed noon Pacific time, and then our friends were like, hey, let's go get lunch, and hey, let's go on a mountain hike. We were like, cool, let's go. So we hiked up to Lizard's Mouth, which I guess was like, I don't know, 20 miles, 30 miles, whatever direction, and that was amazing, and it's like a desert hike, so there's no... Wait a minute. You flew from the East Coast to California and went on a 20-mile hike? No, 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 no. We drove up. Oh, you drove up. I thought... (laughs) No. You went for, I thought that but it was, was good. I mean, it had to have been a couple miles. Oh, okay, but still, yeah, that's, yeah, that's kicked a, our butt. Yeah, but it's a desert hike again, which I'm not used to. So yeah. it's rockier, much rockier, and there's no trail. Like you just go. You're like, oh, we're gonna go up this mountain. And you're like, okay, hope you don't fall. Yeah, wow. 
It's pretty intense. I'm not a hiker, so I don't oh, really know. Yeah. I don't really know. You live here. You got to hike. No, I like to, you know, when I was in the mountains last summer, I just, they had a golf cart and they just <laughs> oh throw me around God. and have a little thing. I was really worried okay. about too, putting, getting my sunblock on. I'm like, I got to get it back. I didn't put any sunblock on. Can we go back? I'm, I'm that guy. You're so Midwestern. I know. That's why. Yeah. You know, that's why. I live in, <laughs> so I live, you're still pale and it's, almost I June. never tan. I, I burn occasionally, but never tan. That's so, amazing. Yeah. The West, uh, I get pretty crispy out there if I spend any time. Oh, I love it. Um, so the bar we went to was um, Crystal Springs Tavern, if I'm getting that correctly. And it was basically like on our way back. It's in the middle of the woods. I mean, remember we dropped in? Well, it was yeah, just the woods. That was what was so amazing about it is that there is nothing around nope. for miles and miles and miles. And then there's this cool little bar. A little hut. So how long were you were you there? Yeah, we hung out for, for a couple hours there. So we actually brought like... Our, they have a six-year-old kid, so we brought her, too. She was pooped, so we didn't stay too long. But we got a drink. And we hung out. Um, it was really cool. They had live music playing. It's kind of where the bikers go as well because, you know, they're on these beautiful open roads. So that's like their pit stop almost. And it's like an 1800s, you know, watering hole, really, where they, like, weary travelers would come. It did come look Old West. To trade. That, yeah, and little saloon vibe. Mm-hmm, Very exactly, cool. Exactly. I was like, are we going to see a ghost? Like, what's yeah. going to happen? <laughs> I've but been watching a lot of West World, so it's kind of exactly. like in the front of my mind. Very top of mind. So it was really cool. And... um they had like natural spring water to drink, and oh, God. which is also very California. Yeah, you don't I get the, you don't get a lot of that in Jersey. No. <laughs> straight out wanna... of the, straight out of the Hudson. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to drink that. Um, so this was the same day you left the East Coast. Literally had not slept yet. Yeah, see that I can't do like a couple hours. After. We were up Even for twenty four hours our first insane. day. That's yeah. crazy. Because I was so like I don't want to get jet lagged. I just want to keep going. I want it to be like if it's eleven o'clock here, it's eleven o'clock. I'm not thinking about. Well, what time is it where we were? And now, da, 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 da. like again, where you and I differ. Like, I, like I'm you like, I'm like, okay, well, it. it's uh, back home. It's time to go to bed, so I'm going to bed. Good night and have a good dinner. No, yeah. so, no. Uh, but that's good. It's good that you're able to do that because you'll get on on West Coast time faster. It I, sucks thing, coming back. That's oh, what yeah, I that's learned. What, that's why you got to build a day or two into your that's vacation. What I did, yeah. It's smart. Yeah. yeah. Um, but usually, I just usually the thing is I'm in LA or out west for like a day at a time. Yeah, so I, I, which I've done actually. My first trip out west was for work, and I went to LA for 23 hours. So oh, that's right. That's what the, you told us about the hotel you were at. Mm-hmm, the uh, cute was, little boutique what was the hotel. Name of that hotel. Oh God, the uh, Beverly, Beverly something. Hills Terrace or. I'll find it and put a link to it underneath the podcast because it was a cool it's look. Cool, right? Real, it was like an old L.A. motel redone as in boutique style. Really so it was cute. Like a really cool With hotel. The, so. Yeah, the little, um, what was it, courtyard. Yeah. Who doesn't love a good courtyard? Ugh. Um, but yeah, I'll find that and put that in the, in a link below the podcast. <laughs> um, so what else did you do? Once you're established, now you're in, in Santa Barbara. Did you spend any time in Santa Barbara or was yeah. there anything to do there that you mm, would recommend? It, um, it's a lot of shopping. My friend works at a tattoo shop, so that's pretty cool if you want to go get a tattoo. Um, you can plug the, do you know the name of the tattoo 805 shop? 805 Inc., but he doesn't work there anymore. But oh, he doesn't? It's cool, yeah. Okay, go there anyway. If you're in the area, go to, um, I have to forget the name. Tattoo place. I know. In shoot. Santa Barbara. I'm totally drawing a blank. I've been up for so many hours already. I'm, the last live I'm show so I did shot was... right now, too. <laughs> <laughs> you should have heard I'm me. Like, what's earlier, my name? <laughs> like, earlier with, with Anthony. I'd finish a story and then I'd be like, oh. <laughs> 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 You just like run out of steam. I know. It's like, you're just like, I need it's like a, a nap. It's like, Yeah, exactly. 
Um, and fortified we just, tattoo. I got it. Fortified tattoo. So um, if you're in Lompoc, you can actually go to his new shop that he's opening. It's called Fortified Tattoo. So that's really cool. Okay. So it's mostly um, really cool shopping. I actually got these shoes at a trading post kind of store. And I tell you, they're nice. Very discounted, which is fabulous. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's, like, the food is really great. It's just a lot of fun dining spots. Is there, a, is there a cuisine that's associated with Santa Barbara, or is it just like healthy, fresh Californian? I, I guess I'd go with that. Um, I think there's a lot of Japanese food. We had really good ramen. Oh, great. Oh, my God. Best ramen I've ever had in my life. Um, we had I had like a really good burger one night. I had the breakfast is really fun. So like poached eggs, but they're like crazy and fun. And they've got avocado and then there's like jalapenos and quinoa. And... Was there a restaurant in particular that you remember for breakfast? or? Oh, what was it called? No, I don't. No. Cause, so here's the thing. We stayed with friends. So our itinerary was already planned. Like they were just like, we're going to take you to the best, our best favorite spots. We're locals. We're going to take you all around. So it was really just like we were in the passenger seat the whole time. Oh, it was awesome. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so it's I don't great really... to have somebody who knows the area like that. I know, but now we'll put you up. I come back and. And I'm on a travel podcast, and I'm like, well, I really can't tell you where to go, but it was awesome. <laughs> That's all right. You know, we got the we got the bar in, yeah, and we got the where to hike. And, and if you uh, want and a tattoo. tattoo, and if you want okay, a tatu, I think we covered three things, and that's really all we need. But um, and then. Anything special that you wanted to add about Santa Barbara or, or anything that any special experience while you were there? So this is kind of fun. Um, <laughs> We were going to go on another hike. It was like midweek. We had gone to the beach, which was fabulous. I hadn't put my toes in the Pacific before, so I did that. And so... Literally get... just your toes? Yeah, it oh, was okay. too cold. Oh, yeah, I suppose. It's <laughs> early in the season. I know. Um, so we get back to the house. We're like, all right, well, what do you want to do now? And our friend was like, oh, we could go back, you know, hike up to this place, whatever. And I, he's like, or we could go to the zoo and they have beer. And we were like, sweet! <laughs> Drunk animal watching. So yeah. we went to the zoo, aka the bar, and yeah, we watched. Is it normal for zoos to have no, beer? No, that's why we had say. to go because that's not a thing. Wait, do you do you take your kids to any zoos in Jersey? Not, no, not yet. Oh my god, you're the worst dad. But they're still young. They're one and three, so oh, I just yeah, don't never think mind. they'll get. That it. sounds like a nightmare. Yeah. Um, your house is the zoo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the park is. I we pretend the dog park at my local park is a zoo. That works. We'll sit there and she'll look at the dogs for a that's while. That's adorable. And she loves it, so. Oh, that's so cute. Dad trick. I love it. Um, so, yeah, we watched, like, the gorillas and the giraffes and stuff. <laughs> While <laughs> wine in hand. Swinging a beer. Oh, that's crazy. That's <laughs> I know. Like, hey, I was like, this is the best thing ever. I think most, I think that's something zoos should learn from, probably. Uh, it could be, it could be a problem, too. Well, yeah, I was a little concerned about it because, you know, what if people? I don't know. I was like, "This is awesome," but then what's people what, wander? There's alcohol in, everywhere, you know. People wander into the uh, the wrong display, and it could right anyway, trampled by elephants. <laughs> no, actually, it's very secure. Is I was kind of surprised. Like everything is like, uh, you know, far back and like glass and. I suppose if you're going to serve beer at the zoo, they were smart about it. Yeah. Uh, all right, and I assume you flew in the middle seat back to Newark. I was in the middle. Do you know what's really funny? So. <laughs> We're waiting at LAX, and like the Santa Barbara plane was fine. The Santa Barbara airport is amazing, by the way. It, it is it feels an outdoor? Like a, no, but it, it's like a hotel. It's so nice. Oh, wow. I mean, we landed there. We were like, um, this is ridiculous. And our friend was like, well, you know, Oprah. Like, <laughs> that's oh, probably right. why. Because <laughs> she and, lives in Santa and Barbara. Also, 
being in the New York area, we're used to a certain thing. So it's usually a dump. Yeah, it's so any any kind of step up, I think, is good. But yeah. there are certain airports that you walk into and you're like, even okay. LAX, I'm like, this yeah. is nicer. Yeah, well, it depends on the terminal in LAX. Um, but generally speaking, yes. <laughs> right? Like, it just feels a little, I don't know. It's really crowded, though. It felt like a mall. But anyway, um, we're waiting to get on the plane for L.A. And it's a little delayed, which is not a big deal. But I was like, ugh, we're going to get home so late. Anyway, this girl is talking on speakerphone, but, like, in public. Do you ever get so weirded out by that? Yeah, that's not a thing. I'm like, we hear your entire conversation. By the way, the party was really weird, and the guy was weird, and everyone's weird. But I, I was just like, oh, okay, you're being... All right, you do you, whatever, yeah. fine. And then, of course, she's in our row. <laughs> and I go to Greg, I'm like, of course we're sitting next to this girl. Like, of course. Right. Guess what she does? She's still on the phone the entire time. Not the okay. entire time, but like right up until, up until you take the off. wheels yeah. are off the ground. Yeah. She's like on speakerphone. I'm in the FaceTime. air. I got to go now. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. And she's on Facebook. She was on FaceTime. I was like, huh, okay. And then... And so was she a treat the rest of the flight? Or? Oh, just a delight. <laughs> just a delight. So then the poor thing, I guess, gets a midair cold and oh. was just like... Oh, God. Oh, the worst. For like two hours. Yeah. The worst for it to happen mid-flight like that, Oh, my too. God. It's I insane. was like, how did you get sick mid... This is a five-hour flight and like two and a half hours in. She's like... <laughs> How does that even happen? I don't know. Of course, things I was like just... that are supposed to be gradual, like over a period of time. It's not supposed <laughs> it to just hit you. Wild. No, it's strange. So then, of course, I'm like, oh shit, am I getting a sore throat? Like, well, no. It's if I if I'm sitting next to anyone remotely sick. If I if I'm in like within even three in this seats, room, I'm like, yeah. am I gonna now have a little something? Yeah, no, no. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I get like that too. I had a guy. Uh, I was flying to Warsaw. Where? I was flying to Warsaw, Poland. From. Oh, okay. I was like, mm. yeah. Warsaw, Excuse New you? Jersey. Uh, but I was flying to, to Warsaw, and this guy across the, right across the aisle from me was just like, Kuck. Oh. Kuck. Kuck. Oh my god! And he like, and then he would like snap his fingers. It was just, no. he, was like, oh. he was gross. Like I, I, I couldn't but think of like a, a better word. With maybe the... I don't. Well, the snapping was maybe like fine. Yeah. Okay, that's like... and that didn't bother me as much as like, like what? What is that? So. But anyway, oh my nice god, nice flight otherwise. Oh so, uh, but uh, how do we get there? Oh, the, no, that's right. You told your story about the whole. How many gross climb. sounds can we make? I don't know. We could turn this. We could do a whole half hour on gross sounds. Yeah. Um, Thanks for listening. <laughs> if you've got your own gross sound, send it into us. Tweet it to at modhop or any one of us. Uh, so, Alyssa Heimrich, thank you so much for, Thanks for having me. coming in and tell so us about fun. your trip to Santa Barbara. And we're all going to go hang out at that cool bar in the middle of nowhere someday. Uh, no. right. Anthony, any parting words? No. I think I can't believe he fell no? asleep. All right. I think That's he's rude. sleeping over there. That's really rude. Wake up, dude. <laughs> uh, Podcast 17, thanks for joining us. Bye. Bye. All right, cool. <laughs>